Yes, hello one, hello all, and welcome to the Politics Mostly podcast. I am your host, Peter Ramirez. A little bit of personal news off the top, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I do like the relationship I have with my audience. I feel like I can be pretty honest. And, you know, future employers haven't found this podcast yet, so there's no downside. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, that being said, um, I am having surgery the last week of March. I have actually been dealing with health issues the entirety of this podcast run. I've been doing this podcast for two and a half years now. I think I started fall of 2019. We are now about to hit spring of 2022. It's been a wild ride. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Um, sometimes I'm consistent, sometimes I'm not, sometimes I'm smart, most of the time I'm not, but it's been really fun. And, uh, so in terms of like programming, programming, um, I will not probably be that active the second half of March, first half of April. Um, what I will most likely do is have some mailbag episodes or, you know, record something that's not super time sensitive well in advance. Um, this way I can still throw some content out there for your ear holes, uh, even though it won't be live. Uh, I'm going to do, I've just had my, per, you know, it's so funny. I have my personal email out there. I mean, not personal, like, like there's stuff on it I don't want out. It's just, I need to have like a business email for this. You know, I've I there are we hit recently our ten thousandth unique listener to this fucking podcast, if you can believe it. Ten thousand unique listeners, um, which is outrageous, crazy. I don't market this shit. I I have friends who don't even know I fucking do a podcast. I don't market it. I don't have social media. I just fucking blast this shit out into the internet, and I owe it to you guys for sharing it and and doing your thing. So let me stop talking here. Well, stop talking about this shit. Um, Next uh, next week, I'm gonna create you know some kind of Gmail or something, and uh, I will let you guys know where to send your emails to, uh, and I'll do a mailbag episode. Um, it how good the mailbag will be dependent on you. If I get three fucking emails, that's gonna be a fucking short ass podcast. So please send emails. Um, I will really appreciate it. Now let's get into the show today. <clears throat> uh, last week I gave some advice for the Democrats. I want to give some advice for the Republicans now, right? Maybe I shouldn't because uh, my rate is pretty high for consulting, and I'm doing this for free. But nevertheless, here we go. Um, 2015 Trump would be absolutely killing it right now. I'm totally convinced. Now, if you listen to this podcast... Uh, This podcast started out as just like an anti-Trump podcast. I don't hate the guy. I didn't like the policies. You know, didn't like the whole creeping authoritarian thing. Um, You know, but I I, I would never hate a politician because I think when you hate someone, they're winning, I think, generally in life, right? Yeah. so I, I keep my cool with Trump. I'm, not, I'm like one of these anti-Trump things. The podcast on Friday, I'm actually going to go into a funny Trump story I have. So there's a little 
involves a hat. There you go. Um, that's called a teaser in the biz. So, and, and I do think Trump can be pretty funny sometimes, but overall, you know, dangerous guy, I believe, in terms of, you know, defending democracy. Um, but I'm going to give him some advice right now. Early stage Trump, 2015, early 2016, was probably the most effective politician I've ever seen, ever seen in my life. I've been around the block a few times, let me tell you. I've never seen a politician get his message across more consistently. You know, think about those people in the races. Jeb Bush, what the fuck was Jeb Bush's slogan? I don't remember Jeb Bush's slogan. What was Marco Rubio's slogan? I don't remember any of that shit. But Trump... Trump was build a wall. Trump was lock her up. Trump was China, 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 right? Like he had things. He was surprisingly on message, you know, China. Now, when he became president, he didn't do much with China. The wall, which isn't finished. He even said one time he's going to give everyone health care. And he took office and tried to take health care away from millions of people. Uh, and he had real outsider energy, right? Old Trump, 2015 Trump. Um, I'm not in the speculation of mental acuity. Uh, I think in some parts he has lost his fastball. I was watching like old interviews, 2014, 2015 interviews of Trump, and he is a lot more energetic, a lot quicker, made a lot more points. And now he's, he like slurs his word. I, age is not going well for Trumpy. Um, but, you know, 2015 Trump, he talked like most people, and that's why a lot of people liked him. Now, 2015 Trump hadn't held office yet, so he can say things like, I'm going to simplify your taxes, I'm going to get us out of Afghanistan, lie, and punish corporations who outsource, lie, and it sounds good. The problem with Trump was he got into office and he didn't do any of this shit. This is what we see with populism everywhere in the country. Now, you know, Trump's a fake populist. That's a separate podcast. But populist candidates, outsider candidates, they are great at running. They campaign like no one else. Establishment politicians campaign for shit. They don't energize anyone. They don't inspire anyone. But when it comes to the minutia of governing, of being effective, delegating building coalitions, passing legislation, eh, populists sometimes, they don't live up to all their campaign promises, right? We saw this with Trump. Everything was going to be different. Four years later, not much changed. So, but you know, as a candidate Trump, candidate Trump was dangerous. Where is this version of Trump now? I don't see it. I don't see it. Think about what a candidate Trump would be talking about right now if he didn't run in 2016, right? Let's imagine he still has that outsider energy, still has energy, period. You know, he's sipping on a lot of Diet Cokes. He doesn't have a four-year pretty abysmal record of uh, trying to do bad things and then not even being competent enough to pass bad things. What would he be talking about right now? Inflation, item shortages, children wearing masks, forced vaccines, Democrats trying to uh, rename schools <laughs> named after Abraham Lincoln, uh, look at the San Francisco School Recall Board, uh, let, you, let me know how that went for you, 
uh, people tired of the pandemic, gas prices, Russia doing Russia things. He could be having a field day right now. He could be killing it. So I listen to him talk sometimes. And not because, oh my God, let me, let me get ahead of this before people email me. Oh, Trump's living rent-free in your head, rent-free, rent-free, owning the libs. He's not living rent-free. He has a, like $136 million in money, a field operation, insane name recognition. He's signaled he's probably going to run, and he's the front runner in every polling uh, to be the next uh, Republican nominee. Of course, he's worthy of my attention from time to time. Um, so I listened to him talk, and man, Trump these days is miss, missing the boat. Is that is that the expression? Missed opportunity? Listening to him now, and it's like you have to speak a different language to even understand what this guy's talking about. You know, I... I watched him the last few months. Here are things he's talking about, right? Now, remember, he could be talking about inflation, gas prices, item shortages, rationing, uh, used cars going up 200% in like 18 months, you know, supply chain, forcing children to take shots, you know, all these things that he could be saying. And what's he talking about instead? Shadow banning. Um... Let's see. Hold on. I have a list here because I don't want to miss any of these. He could be talking about shadow banning. He's talking about the Durham report, which I talked about last week on the podcast. He's talking about Biden crack pipes, which I also talked about last week on the podcast. Direct TV versus OAN. You know, he's he's talking like you need a PhD in Fox Newsology to even understand what he's so- talking about. You know, these are not, you know, the the number I've talked to political consultants, believe it or not. And I always ask them the same question. I go, what's the biggest mistake politicians make? Either side of the aisle, right? Give me like party neutral mistakes uh, people make. Oh, it's snowing outside shit. And they always say the same thing is we think people follow... Politicians think people follow politics more than they do, when they really don't. Most people aren't on Twitter. Most people don't even consume the news every day, okay? So, you know, some swing voter in Ohio or something, if he happens to see that, you know, the TV's on at the bar and Trump is talking about shadow banning, talking about uh, the Durham report, talking about Biden crack pipes, he's going to say, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know what those things are, or maybe you know a few of those things because you're a political person. You're listening to a political podcast. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the royal you, the general population. This is what the political consultants tell me. People don't follow the news 24-7. Some people do, but that's like less than 10% of the population. So Trump could be out there saying, like, can you believe this? I was president two years ago, and gas was like $2.50. Now it's $5. Russia is invading other countries. They wouldn't do that on my watch. And what's going on with inflation? It's killing your earnings. Inflation is costing middle-income families $500 a month or whatever. Fucking (laughs) American Enterprise Institute uh, survey you want to quote. Um, 
So he could be so, 2015 Trump would be causing a lot of issues for my fellow Democrats right now. Luckily, luckily, all he does is talk to the base. And I, I understand you got to talk to the base. I get it. But he has the base. He needs moderates and independents that are fed up that gas is $4 a gallon, $5 a gallon. You know, I get asked a lot, are you afraid of Trump? What if he runs again? First of all, bitch, I'm not afraid of shit. <laughs> Second of all, uh, if this guy runs, this version of Trump, he will lose. He will lose if he goes up there. I mean, this is, this. I'm having fucking debate acid reflux deja vu from when Trump and Biden debated those three times and Republicans made the mistake, one, of saying how senile biden was so the fact he came out and was able to like string a few sentences together everyone's like oh this biden guy's sharper than we thought and the second mistake is you know i'm watching this debate and i actually wrote about this it was one of my most viral articles you know trump is talking about like hunter biden laptops and like servers in the ukraine i you know i follow the news pretty diligently about half the time he talked that entire debate, which was he was also talking over Biden the whole time, I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. And I follow the news. And I, you know, I see what Fox News is talking about. I see it every day. I read the Wall Street Journal. You know, I'm, I'm in the right wing. Like, one of the favorite tropes I get is that, you know, some Republican friend of mine will send me an article and they're like, oh, I bet you didn't know this because the liberal mainstream won't cover it. And like 99 out of 100 times I've read it and know exactly what the article is about. Um, and so Trump, man, he would not win right now against Biden if he goes out there and starts talking about these very niche, niche issues. He's not going to go anywhere. How do I know this? In 2016, he was so much better about staying on point, on message, right? He was always talking about China. He was always talking about economic nationalism. He was always talking about, I'll fix this. These are problems. I'll fix this. Opioids, I'll fix it. Guns, I'll fix, you know, like anything. It's like, oh, don't worry about it. I'll fix it, right? And people believed him because they were fed up so much years of, of the government not doing anything efficiently. And even though he was an outsider, even though uh, he was on message, he still lost to Hillary Clinton by 3 million votes. And Hillary Clinton's like the most hated politician in the world ever. <laughs> Nobody likes Hillary Clinton. People who vote for Hillary Clinton don't like Hillary Clinton. And that, so that was on point Trump. On point Trump lost by 3 million he started to kind of stay on point, kind of drift to the conspiracy stuff in 2020, and he lost by 7 million. So that's the trajectory we're looking at. If he, if he continues to get more niche, he's going to lose by 10 million or more. And I don't care what the electoral college is. There's no way you lose the popular vote by 10 million and can still win a popular vote at the electoral college. It's like virtually impossible. So Biden will have a strong economy. Unemployment is still at four. I mean, I don't have to go through all the you know, liberal talking points about the economy. Wages are still up. Unemployment is still at 4%. My personal retirement account is up 16% year to date. I mean, holy shit, you're hoping for 4 to 6%. 16%, that's free money. Thanks, Biden. <laughs> um, the economy will be strong. 
Inflation, even conservative estimates about inflation, don't think it's going to last beyond this fall. And so Biden will have a good economy. He'll have the incumbent advantage. And if Trump starts talking about this stuff, he's going to get whacked. He is going to get whacked in a big... Not... Okay, hold on. Secret Service. I didn't mean whacked like kill. I mean whacked like beaten badly at the polls. Relax. Don't come to my house. Um, And... But I, I will say Trump, and I'll, I'm going to wrap it up because I'm approaching 20 minutes here. I will say Trump has one benefit that not a lot of people are talking about. The one benefit Trump will have is he'll be four years removed from his record as president, where he did what exactly? Passed tax cuts for the wealthy? What's his, what's his second biggest law he signed into effect? Honestly, email me because it, it's... I mean, like, Muslim ban, it took him three tries. He had to add North Korea to it to get past the courts. That phased out. I'm, I'm not thinking about, like, executive action. I'm thinking about, like, laws he signed. What did, he, what did this guy sign? I can't, I, don't think, I can't think of anything besides the tax cuts for the wealthy. So will Trump run? Probably. Will he win in 2024? It honestly depends. It depends. If he goes back to how he was in 2015, he has a shot. If he continues the trajectory he's on right now, he's going to get killed, uh, metaphorically. So am I nervous? Uh, not of this version of President Trump. I certainly don't think so. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. That was today's show. I will catch you guys soon. Thank you.